0: Welcome into the Friday, February 16, 2024. This is Market Plus. And across the table from me, Jeff French. We're going to keep going. Should I yell some more? Go at it. Man, I could get on a box about a couple of these questions, but I won't. Thank you for pinch hitting, by the way, this week. Best to uh, Dan as he gets well. Uh, you've been traveling. You kind of talked a little bit about this, and I'm sure you get this first question a lot. Paul in Minnesota wants to know, Jeff, uh, the question a lot of us have. With this sell-off that's been in the weeks in the making and that dust finally settles, what kind of rally do you think we can get? And the second part of that question is, for how long?
1: Well, it's a good question. Yes, I, I have gotten it a lot. And it's, it's more than weeks. I mean, we're, we're down since October, the end of October we've been down. And the, the biggest thing that I'm watching is the 20-day moving average. Um, in corn, March corn, that's 434. In March beans, that's $12 even. We, we have not closed above the 20-day moving average since uh, the late October. Uh, that's just been a ceiling on this market. We, we've hit it multiple times in both corn and beans, but we've never been able to close above it. So to me, that would be the first indicator. If we can get above those values, 434 in corn, $12 in beans, uh, then we could maybe start to trigger these funds to buy back their short positions. Um, but... You know, when that happens, uh, you know, I think we got to get into something really fundamental that would affect the supply side, obviously a weather market or planting delay. Um, does that come here in the next month with Brazil getting dry for the Cifrina corn crop? We'll have to see. Right now it doesn't look like it, but a lot can happen here in a month.
0: I'm going to ask Keith's question in a minute, but okay. first I have a follow-up about weather for you. Um, we had a question, I didn't put it on our list, talking about the dryness in, in corn country and to the east and to the north of, of Iowa. Uh, we had, our, I, I think, our lowest drought level since 2020 come out this week. It might not be moisture enough for you where you're at, but is there enough moisture in the corn belt for traders?
1: Yes, and the reason is we produced a national high corn at 177 bushels to the acre last year where many places were 10, 12 inches below normal rainfall. So uh, it's the timing of the rainfall when it falls is the most important. Mm-hmm. That's what the trade will, uh, th- that will be their opinion moving forward. And they will believe that 181 national corn average because, you
0: know, look what we did
1: last year on a drier
0: year. And when that rain fell it didn't, and it didn't turn hot until after pollination, which probably made a huge difference in that crop. All right, let's get to Keith's question now because it's a follow-up to what Jeff said uh, there in a moment. This is from Twitter, or X as I'm supposed to call it now. What is the most likely to encourage producers to market remaining old crop production? Is it going to be time or price? And Jeff, of these two, what are the scenarios that you envision? And I need also specific uh, dates, price. And if you could give hours and minutes of the day, that would be good too. So to answer the real question, I think geographically will be, you know, where your farm
1: is at. You know, um, if you're in wheat country, you're hauling corn right now to make room for wheat harvest. Uh, But, you know, talking to producers, I I talked to an old boy here um, not too long ago, and, you know, his comment was, I'm not selling until it goes a heck of a lot lower or a heck of a lot higher. Uh, So they've held it this long. How low is low? Um, You know, that's... A question for him but uh, you know I think they are, they're going to hold this thing until the very end until they need
0: to move it uh, getting ready for next year's corn harvest. So that's scenario is space. That's scenario one. Is there a scenario two? With the price I, I mean I think if you get if you get a 50 or 60
1: cent rally in corn from here I think you'd get a lot of bushels out of the bin.
0: Do you subscribe to the the theory of there's got to be some selling happen to to force some price action even at these low levels?
1: Well, the, the, the yeah, I mean, it just the problem is it's not the selling, it's it's the buying. You know, right now the buyers are very limited. Uh, there's plenty of sellers, especially from the fund side. I mean, they're. It's estimated that they're short of 300,000 contracts. That's nearly record short. The record short they have is 322,000 contracts. So uh, they are betting on lower prices now. Everybody says, well, isn't that a bullish scenario because they got to buy back all their short positions? Well, you, when you look at it at bushel wise, that's 1.6 billion bushels that they're short. You know, what you know, the farmer is probably long three, four, five billion bushels in the bin against that short. So. Uh, You know, that's a tug of war that we're going to have to see. But the the short sellers right now are uh, ruling the game right now.
0: Well, Mike and I, well, we just kind of asked your question, but I guess technically let's do it because I do want to put a nice little bow on it. Mike was wanting to know, I have been hearing that farmers are more net long than the funds with short positions. But the question in this is who's going to give in first?
1: Well, I think that goes to the last question, you know, where, what does price do here in the next 60 to 90 days? Um, Because the speculators and the funds, they know that corn has to be moved because they have to make room for the incoming harvest here uh, next fall. Um, So where that plays out, uh, we'll have to see. But the trend right now is lower prices.
0: Okay, so there's a little bit of the whole, you know, simple economics. Let's talk about another option that's out there uh, and crop insurance. This is William in Iowa. Uh, William has a question for you, Jeff, where he asks Do you feel that buying up a higher percentage of crop insurance this year could be a valuable tool for grain marketing, thus allowing the producer to forward sell more bushels?
1: You know, I I think that varies, depends on you know, really farm to farm. Um I, I can just look at prices. I mean, right now we are setting the spring insurance price levels. Uh December corn is probably let's just call it right around four sixty. Uh that's a full dollar thirty less than last year. Uh the spring insurance price was five ninety one last year. Uh so that's a that's a tremendous difference, obviously. Um I, I just think I feel like the price this year for the spring insurance price is not going to encourage additional acres if you're looking at it from an insurance play. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think each farm, each farmer will dictate you know, what level of insurance they need to be buying.
0: Yes, OK. I, I got a different follow- up that I was I'm going to be nice. Okay. Uh, let's do Sam in Tennessee. This isn't nice, this question, but it's pretty, rea- pretty real for some. Is three fifty a bushel corn a chance at harvest for twenty four? Yeah, I, I mean, depending on your basis,
1: it's probably not too far of a stretch. I mean, uh, you know, in the Dakotas, you know, if they have a sixty or seventy cent basis, uh, you know, that's not a stretch at all. And and we talked about it in the uh, main show. I mean, if you look at that contract low just on the board for that December contract, that's three ninety five a bushel from four years ago. Uh, so if this is a true bear market, the, the, you know, I have the opinion that contract low has a big target on the back. So, I mean, yeah, if you have 395 futures, there will be many places throughout the country that have 350 corn. Again, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, we've got to get through the entire growing season. Um, and, and I don't want to get too bearish down here at four-year lows, but, I mean, it's possible. Uh, is it likely?
0: I mean, we'll see. There's always, John Roach always talks about this, everybody gets on one side of the boat. What happens, what's it going to take to move to some people to the other side?
1: Well, it, it, it can be something small, but I mean, when, when the funds are short, you know, 300, 330,000 contracts, I mean, that, that, that door is only so small for everybody to get out. Uh, and they tend to travel together I mean (laughs) you know these funds there's not too many of them and and they all think the same way so uh, when they do flip that switch uh, you know it's going to be a while before they can get out of all those contracts in my opinion so what that is you know is it going to be weather is it going to be planting or is it going to be something across the world that affects us It, it, it could be a multiple of things.
0: Planting. Maybe it's something about planting. Maybe it's Corden in Illinois' question for Jeff here about acreage. This is the one I didn't know if I'd get to, but here we go. Do you think we switch a lot of acres between corn and beans, or do you think we can actually pull enough acres out of production and into other small grains to stabilize the markets? I don't think you're going to pull acres out
1: of production. I, I think most guys uh, uh, are going to try to grow themselves out of this and, and grow themselves to profitability. I mean, that's just, yeah, you want to talk about leaving some acres fallow or planting something else. You know, that sounds good, but that's just not the real world. Um, does it even work that way? I, I, I don't see how it does. And, and I just, you know, I just don't know if that's going to happen. I, I don't think it will.
0: Cotton, as we close. Uh, finally, has been positive for a good amount of time, but are the warning lights flashing here in this one?
1: Yeah. So the the old crop cotton has moved last two months. It's moved fifteen, sixteen cents higher because of the American producer mainly being out of their old crop cotton. They they've sold it, the gin has it, and now the futures have moved higher. We've seen some very good export sales out of China the last couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully that comes to stay, but. You have that May contract at about above 90 cents. The big number now is to $100. Um, We'll see if we can get there. But if you look at new crop, new crop has not really done much on this rally. But uh, good to see the cotton rally above 95 cents. Now the next target is that big $100 mark. We'll see if we'll be able to do that next week.
0: Jeff French, good to see you again. Paul, great to be here. Thank you very much. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Jeff French will be back in a couple of weeks, so get used to him, everybody. Next week, we are going to take a look at those who are experimenting in a different level and trying to take cover crops to that next plateau. We'll also have the commodity mark analysis with Naomi Bloom. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week.